Blog Talk Radio. The hassle. Hello, is Clark there? What took you so long? Don't get me started, damn it. I blame you for all of this. I'd like to thank Clark. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Addict, where I am live. Clark is on delay from uh, an undisclosed location, a bunker, somewhere in the heart of Chicago. It's time once again for the Sports Addict. Yeah, my name is Clark Lawrence, and I am your your host of the Sportag. Absolutely, my co-host Clark Lawrence, and my name is Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the Third, uh, the man. Really, I mean, you know, I don't know what else to say. It's about 102 degrees up here tonight. Ooh. I'm glad they got those heaters installed last week. That works well. Jesus, I'm uh. I'm uh, g- glad that I, I, I guess in a way, I guess I'm glad that I'm here in a nice, cool basement over here. Uh, yeah. Doing our work. From the basement to the attic, we got you covered. Uh, beautiful day in Chicago. Uh, we got some rain coming the next couple days, and then uh, uh, a little bit of a cool down. Cool down being like 80, but still a cool down. Yeah. Uh, man, there's been a ton of rain for weeks, I, I can't do a segue tour down there, Al, uh, without rain just popping up out of nowhere. And the only thing you can do is check the radar because if you look, Al, lately, they can't predict it. And I'm not one of these guys who gets mad about the way well, you should be you paid. Predict- Yeah, you got to listen to Ed Curran over on CBS. That guy knows everything with the prediction. So are you telling me that he's gotten it right every time? He's told you every, every time, time it's going to rain in the last two weeks. Man has never been wrong as a weatherman. Oh, bullshit. Nobody's nobody's right all the time. But the thing is, when you say 10% or 20% of rain, I mean, there's a chance. There's 20% chance. That's not bad. If I had a 20% chance to win the lottery, that's pretty good. So there's a decent amount of chance at 20%. However, you're thinking, ah, it's going to miss me. However, it just seems like for two weeks in a row, it just keeps hitting us. And it, nobody nobody thought that it would happen. Not even your buddy. What's his name? Curran? Ed Curran, uh, Mr. This guy is about uh, 92 years old, and he does the weather on CBS. Then you go to his Twitter profile. It's a picture of him like when he was 40. <laughs> of course it is. Um, and I, nobody, beats, nobody beats Skilling. Come on, man. Skilling is the number one local weather guy uh, in any market. I'll put him up against anybody. Well, you're saying that, but yet you're complaining that weather people can't get things right. And I'm telling you, I got a guy who gets it right. I was not complaining that they can't get it right. I was stating, hey, I'm on the weatherman's side. It's like, hey, folks, they're not telling you that it's not going to rain. They're telling you that there's a chance. And then it might rain. So, I mean, you just got to be ready for it. However, we all take a chance when it's 20%. Because there's there's 80% chance that it's not going to rain. You know, when I was a weatherman, Clark, I, I was one of the best best there was. And, uh, I feel like you should you know, I got, about being a weatherman. I, uh, I did get a, uh, an award from the city. I mean, that's how good I was. You got an award from the city? Wh- which city? Well, the county. The county. 
which I guess is bigger than the city. Sacrifice between you, Kurt Angle, and Samoa Joe. Now, before you get there, you have an important step tonight as you and X Division champion Petey Williams take on the unlikely duo of Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. Bitty bitty. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you've got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one -on -one, and then add 66 and two-thirds I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, <laughs> the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. See, but I'm going to break it down for you, ladies. One more would time. Would you rather be with me that or would you rather be with Joe? Well, I think Joe's kind of nice. I mean, you know. <laughs> See, you're one of those girls that like romance. I'm going to talk to all my freaks out there. Would you rather come home to me, a genetic freak, to be satisfied every night, or go home to that fat-ass small Joe? Well, there you go, Clark. Math adds up. Jesus. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. I mean, they did. I think that's what all of that equals. Scott Steiner, one of the greatest. I mean, that's one of the greatest promos in history. And I, Who watches TNA? Who watched Impact, really? Um, I don't know. I don't know anybody that. I mean, honest. there were times quite a few people. Did you did you ever tune in like when uh when Hogan when they decided to go uh live? Didn't they end up going live head to head? They moved it over. And no, Clark, I, I don't. I don't support inferior products. Oh, so how do you feel currently about the state of professional wrestling? You know, before we get that, who would and, and we'll take your phone calls on this. Who would be a great weatherman or weather woman uh, in the rest on the rest from the wrestling world? Oh, that's uh, a great that's a great idea right there. Al. Where, where do where do they call us? Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four is the number to call. That's seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. We'll talk about anything. You want to talk wrestling? You want to talk football? If Lou wants to talk the Yankees, we'll, we'll get uh, Lou on here. But I, I caught I some Yankees. It, if if, if Scott Steiner was doing the weather locally here, I would tune in every night. Like, there's no question about it. Like, these TV stations, CBS right now, they've, they've gotten rid of their entire local um, roster. I mean, they're rebuilding from the ground up. Why not bring in a Scott Steiner? Like, the ratings would skyrocket instantly. Like, that's what you want. Um, and then, of course, you, you know... Well, there's a 30% chance that I'm Scott Steiner doing your weather for you, and there's a 78% chance minus the 32%. Then you got 15% chance that a storm's coming right here, but when it hits the lake, it's probably going to split up. Yeah, there's a 14% chance that the humidity climbs above 60%, but minus that, you take in the factor of the 42% chance of rain, which would then lower everything by 10%. I'm in. I'm watching. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm buying a subscription if I have to. 
I, I would watch your Scott Steiner over my Scott Steiner. No doubt about it. That was fantastic, partner. Oh, no, no, please. Your, yours was much better. Uh, it, was, it was great. Um, it, hurts you, Alexa, it hurts you to say that. I, I could hear it. I think it does. I was lying. Gorgeous women uh, generally make up most of the roster of uh, television weather people. So I would put Alexa yeah. Bliss up there. Okay. Uh, so, you know, Sonia Deville, it's Pride Month. You know, I think she would make a great weather woman as well. What about Dr. Britt Baker? Yeah, she's she she's too educated for the role. Wow. You, know, you don't want to you don't want to hire even... somebody. Yeah, no, she's gonna be shilling her product, and uh, she's just too educated. You 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 need a little. Uh, dummies are great weather people. I, I was a great weather person because I you know you don't have to be the brightest bulb in the bunch. Yeah, I. Uh, can we go any era, or are you just staying current? By the way, Clark, you would make an excellent weatherman. You can join us on Facebook if you just take – hang on a minute, pal. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Leave a comment there. Uh, I'm not getting to them right away, but we are on Facebook Live as always, so you can leave a comment there, or as Al mentioned, give us a call. Uh, Stacy Keebler, that's where I'm going with that. I think uh, she'd be fine for the role. Yeah, yeah. Good legs, too, you know. And then uh, Stone Cold, get that bitch and Tornado might be coming up. Uh, there's a 4% chance of bitch Tornado. Then you just got to crack a cold one for the working man. Huh. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's uh, That's best, all I got to say about that. It's the second best Steve Austin on the show. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty, uh, well, it was what. What was that? Oh, hey, little Clark. How are you? I, it, it's hard hearing you coming through. Did you die or something? No, I'm <laughs> Great. That is a great I call. I like I, that. I, I, no? I, I don't. I know. You can't have Mick Foley wears that stupid mask. That wouldn't be a good weather, people. You'd be scaring old people. What about Dude Love? Dude Love would actually be a pretty good weather person. Yeah, uh, you redeemed well, that one. Like uh, recreational marijuana is going to be legal come January first, so maybe we should try it sometime. Now that it's going to be Having- legal. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could give that a shot. See if it lives up to all the hype. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I have heard absolutely wonderful things about it. Uh, It really makes the uh, it 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 helps. It helps with your glaucoma. It uh, it helps you just relax, man. Howard Finkel would be great on doing like the uh, this weekend special events include the Shriners are having a picnic at the lake. Yeah. That'd be absolutely fantastic right there. I dig that. I dig that a lot. Well, tonight's an exciting night on uh, Monday Night Raw. I'm, of course, recording it. I'll get to it later. Because, you know, I live the nightlife, Clark. Uh, the night, the nightlife ain't a good life, but it's my life, to quote the great Willie Nelson. Um, you have a new, new uh, executive producer, I believe the role is, or... 
Uh, do you know the official title? Director? Anyways, you have allegedly in charge of creative for no. uh, Monday Night Raw is uh, Paul Heyman. And then for Tuesday SmackDown now is Eric Bischoff. Huge breaking news during the week. And of course, we'll get to AEW in a second because they had the big wrestling show of the weekend. Jesus, I just knocked something over like a cat over here. Um, but, yeah, these two guys back in control. And, of course, the question is, well, how much is Vince McMahon overseeing? Because at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. If he's, if he's listening more, if he's opening his ears and shutting his mouth, maybe, just maybe, the product can improve. And I have a feeling they're holding off on a lot of stuff. You know, that war doesn't start until October. And when you're getting ready for a war, you don't shoot off your biggest missiles in the air to show everybody unless you're trying to deter it, which isn't going to happen. You, you hold back. You stockpile. And I assume right now the WWE is stockpiling uh, surprises, angles, stories, and they're just going to have a slow simmer. They're, of course, uh, they'll unleash at SummerSlam something. And then uh, October 1st, Fox 32 here in Chicago, it's going to be on. It's going to be uh, uh, the great WWE SmackDown versus uh, AEW's Dynamite, I believe they're going with. And uh, I'm really intrigued by what they're going to do on television. Well, they're going to be on different nights. Am I wrong? Right. It looks like Wednesday is going to be the big. And uh, uh, SmackDown's going to be on Friday night. Is how that's going to yeah. go down. So uh, we'll see. I, I'm I'm with you. They are gearing up. You bring up a good point with how much is Vince involved because. As it sounds like, and I mean, we're only taking one guy's word for it, Johnny Moxley, John Moxley, uh, Dean slash Dean Ambrose for the WWE fan out there. Uh, from him, it sounds like everything is still getting back to Vince. Like, it, he has to okay everything. Is that still the game plan with these other guys involved? I mean, you're bringing in right. Eric Bischoff to run SmackDown, right? Like, Yeah, and what you, was Eric what, Bischoff ever the great creative mind? I don't know that he was. He was a good TV no. guy. Paul Heyman, on the other hand. I don't believe he was, but if they do have the writers in place, which uh, say what you will about him, they do. I believe that Eric Bischoff is brought in for this role more for his experience dealing with a network. Granted, it was the table net, uh, cable network. I mean, he worked for Turner. He worked for TNT. He, right. he dealt with the television side of it quite a bit. So I think that him coming in is more of the business side of it is what I, is my guess. I mean, yeah, he, it sounds like he's running the whole show. How, how much of a final say does he have? Do they come right. to him first, and then he takes it to Vince at that point? But uh, do you get what I'm saying? Where since he had that experience with TNT, maybe it makes sense to put him in the role with working with the Fox executives and what have you. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be he's that Vince is still overseeing creativity, and Eric is going to be a uh, a figurehead of sorts, and uh, he's going to play nice with the network. Although I don't know that Vince McMahon's a terrible negotiator in business. I mean, his company is extremely successful, donates billions of dollars to charity. I don't think it's billions. They, chari- they donate a lot of money to charity every year. Um, they, put on, they put on shows. I'm not going to say great shows. They put on shows. They have this, this universe of different style of products. You know, everyone wants different products. Well, you have different worlds with different products. You have a U.K. division that's gaining steam right now. 205 Live, which there's rumors it's going to be shut down, actually is, is uh, being talked a lot about lately. And uh, uh, NXT all, always delivers, always delivers. As a matter of fact, I would take an NXT show over um, what we saw from AEW 
on Saturday uh, nine out of ten times. And uh, that doesn't mean AEW isn't going to get better. And, uh, you know, they're going right. to have I'm, – I'm, I'm more interested in their, their television right now to see where that goes um, to draw me into those shows. Because right now there's not a lot of build to any of the matches. It's just kind of like, all right, this is a dream match. Let's do it. And uh, there's emotion in it. Obviously, when you put two brothers up against each other, that show was phenomenal. The all, all out show or double or nothing was it was phenomenal. Um, did you and did you expect yeah. much out of this recent show going into it? I mean, did you have really high expectations? I mean, it it obviously isn't one of their big two. I mean, we know for a fact that double or nothing landed landed really well. And then the follow-up to last year's All In, of course, All Out that we're going to on uh, the last Saturday of August. Uh, do you did you expect one of those shows out of this? Is that what you had hoped for, or are, are you kind of is it right now? It's AEW. Give them a chance to figure out what they're doing. Yeah, no. It, it, I looked at this show. I put this show on the same tier as Stomping Grounds, where. Um, I didn't have huge expectations going into it. Uh, I thought it was a lesser build of a pay-per-view. And uh, because my expectations were lower, um, the show delivered. Like, I'm not saying that the show wasn't worth watching, because it definitely was. And uh, same thing with Stomping Grounds. I mean, I thought they were both 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 products put on a show that over-delivered the hype that was put into them. And uh, that's a good thing in wrestling. That's what you want. You want to under-promise, over-deliver. That's the secret to most things in life. Yeah, except no, with I, except, except with babies, you 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 want to fully, you know, you you don't want to underdeliver. No, that that is an excellent point. You do want the full, the full deliver there, man. Uh, you mentioned stomping grounds being uh, you put them on par with each other. Which which show would you say delivered better, stomping grounds or AEW's Fighter Fest? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, Fighter Fresh, Fighter Fresh, Fighter Fest is a lot fresher, so you know there's still a little more. You're 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 judging everything, you're tuning in everything, you're more engaged. Um, so I would I would go Fighter Fest. I, I mean I thought it was the better show of the two. You know I don't think like people are running around the internet saying it was show of the year. It's not. I'm, I promise you, it's not. Um, there, you you have I, seen people saying that on the internet. I have, yeah, I have. Al, I I'm I'm contemplating uh, dropping out of a an AEW group because I just I don't understand the point of it, um, as of right now. Or if there's a way that maybe I'll just go and like pause it for a month or two. I, I want to wait until there's more wrestling going on. I think it might be a better group then. But right now on Facebook, there's that All Elite Wrestling. I think you're in it too. It just seems like it's pointless, and I see a lot of that, a lot of people doing that and saying that about how yeah. it's show of the year and all of this stuff, uh, and, and that nobody's giving it. And, I, and I'm and i guilty of that as well. I, I've been kind of I, almost an AEW mark, and you've done a good job in this last week of really bringing me back and saying, hey, man, view it through different glasses, like right now it's just it's something fresh and different, I think, and that's I think that's the fault, fault of the, a lot of the – internet wrestling fan with AEW. They want something else so bad that they're willing to just dive into it. Right. Yeah, well, they, they do. They, they want to shit on WWE. 
because it's the evil corporation that's been there forever. A lot like these fickle people who hate the New England Patriots because of their greatness. You know, they, the, the New England Patriots can't help it that they do everything right. And, and they're, 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 they're the biggest and the best in the NFL. Um, well, if Kawhi Leonard signs with the Los Angeles Lakers, there's going to be a lot of people hating on them. A lot of people hating on them. But go ahead. Yeah. Anyways, I, the WWE has a lot of flaws. There's absolutely no doubt. There's a lot of things they're doing wrong. And AEW needs to capitalize on those and take some shots. And, you know, they definitely put on more of a hardcore product that the WWE can't reproduce. And uh, WWE is going into an extreme rules pay-per-view. And it's not going to have the violence you had in the Moxley, uh, in the Moxley match. It's not going to have the violence you had uh, in the uh, Cody Rhodes match, the Darby Allen cody Rhodes, the Janela Moxley. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, you know, Sunday was Gay Pride here in Chicago, and they they have their parade, and people get shot, and it's a good time. Everybody has fun. Somebody was um, shot at Gay Pride Parade. Well, every year there's gunfire. Like once Wait, the parade ends, gunfire not during the parade. Year, every year there's gunfire at Pride Parade. Post parade, yes. What do you mean by post yeah. parade? Like the parade ends, and then all of a sudden everyone uh, gathers near Belmont Avenue. And uh, the police lose control, and uh, every year gun, you, there's gunshots, there's violence. Um, it, it just gets really messy after, say, 6, 7 o'clock. You've never followed this? It's a huge story every year. Did that? No, nobody ever talks about it. Did that happen again this year? I think the storm may have uh, deterred. I didn't hear a go. lot of sure. negativity. Hey, you know uh, what? But God stepped what, whatever, God whatever stepped it takes, Whatever it takes to now. kind of keep the peace, because what happens in the daytime there at the parade is something that's absolutely phenomenal. What happens when you live in the neighborhood and have to work in the neighborhood, it gets downright scary by the end of the night. And that shit needs to change. Uh, It's bullshit. And I don't know what is happening. I don't know if there are people from outside of that community that are coming there and starting to cause it. I don't know if it's people who are part of that community starting it. I think that it's a – I don't know why, why all the fighting once it becomes – 12 a.m. And sure, booze and, and drugs. Obviously, that's part of it. But what the hell, man? I I celebrate a lot of things, and I don't get in fights at the end of the night. Well, I, I've never really seen you get in a fight, period. So I, it's, not, it's not really a character trait of yours. You and I have come pretty close once or twice. Oh, I threw a chair once. Big deal. I um, I caught it. And I was right, by the way. Let's revisit that. I was right in that uh, damn thing. I just wanted to give it time, man. That's all I. That's all that I was saying. I wanted to let everything play out and see what happens. And they keep on bringing this fucking guy up in the news, and he's one of the biggest assholes of all time. And I don't understand why I keep seeing him in the news. It's just got to go away. Before uh, your phone line, before your phone line accidentally cuts off, let me uh, let me go back to the point I was trying to make. Uh, for Pride, I went and I saw uh, Joey Ryan, the great dick wrestler. What What was that all about? Well, for Pride weekend, they had the famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan at Pro Wrestling Tees. He was doing a free uh, a free uh, picture signing. Free. What? Everything was free. I, I, pr- folks, you, you don't get better than free. Uh, you take well, it that's from me. Awesome. Uh, Did yeah, he do it so, before? So Did he go to the parade? I have no idea. I don't think so because it was during the parade. 
The line oh, was wow. really short. I was going to say, yeah, I, bet he, awesome. I bet he could have, like, done some really fun pictures and shit if he did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but he, he did the Pro Wrestling Tees deal, and because of the Pride Parade, I believe the uh, – and if you're not from Chicago, the Pride Parade's a big deal. Like, everybody goes down there, and uh, they show their boobs, and everyone shakes their ass, gay, straight, trans, whatever – Whatever you are, everybody goes and has fun. Some of the best uh, floats that I've ever seen in my life were at are at Pride Parade. I've been to a couple. Yeah, I, I accidentally went to one. I was buying shoes of all things in uh, downtown. I and, love uh, that you accidentally went to one. That's just <laughs> that yeah, can't go very, well. very... If, you're not, if you're not expecting to walk into that, that's not good. No, right. It, it, it's it's a spectacle. Um, it's a spectacle where you see a lot of testicles. So I think next year I'll try to take a whole family. Next year, yeah, I might do this now. But how was Joey Ryan? What was the crowd like? What was the crowd like over there at Pro Wrestling Tees? It was short. It was short and sweet. Um, everything kind of moved fast. I I went with a buddy from work, and uh, he, you know, he kept talking about doing all these elaborate poses with Joey Ryan. So I'm like, you know, what am I gonna do? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna stare at his dick. That was my. uh, that was my deal. So I, I get up there, and nice guy. He's very soft-spoken, very soft-spoken, kind of a reserved dude, uh, which is shocking. I think he's one of these guys who lets it all out on stage, you know, like yeah. much like myself. I'm a very reserved, quiet guy, and then as soon as I'm on stage, I explode. I've noticed that a lot uh, about you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I get up there, and, like, you know, he, he stands next to me, and he, I was watching him. He was doing this pose. He, he would either, like, people would get right next to him, put their arm around him, or, you know, they would stand, like, next to him. So I did the uh, the standoff or stand next to him, and I don't even think he noticed. I just looked down, and I just stare at his bulge. And uh, yeah. the, the guy taking the picture was laughing. He he got it. And uh, so I get the picture. It's a little grainy, but whatever. I, I threw it up on Facebook, and that's where the problem lies, Clark. Because I know yeah. in two or three, two or three weeks from now, I'm going to be sitting at Hooters with my dad. And he's he's, he's going to get quiet for a second, and he's going to go, I saw on Facebook you were staring at a man's genitals. Um, you know, I, if you're gay, it's okay. Um, just, you know, let me know. Um, you well, know. Uh, Al, that's nice of him to, to bring it up. He wants to know you to know that he loves you no matter what. Right, right, but I, I'm not, and I'm – like I've told them this and it's just because I'm 40 and single or almost 40. I'm sorry. You're 40. So you can make a big deal out of it. Uh, 40 and single. <laughs> and you know, pe- people ask questions and you know, when you post the picture of you staring at a man's junk, it, it raises all kinds of hell, but you get it. You know, my wrestling friends get it, but my dad not not going to buy into the context. Not at all. You know, there is a way that you can post something and keep one person from seeing it. Really? I can't do that with all my posts and you. <laughs> yeah, figure that out. Thank you for the heads up. I got to go. What do you mean you got to go? You just got here. The party just started. I got to go. I got to go. Or is this going to be like... You are you contracted till the top of the hour, buddy. There's no walking out on the job. That's oh, called I'm job confident. abandonment. You want to keep me here, pal? You want to keep me here? You make me stay? You, you you want 28 minutes, 28 minutes and 10 seconds of awesomeness? I can, I can fuck this show up worse than anything 10 times a Sunday, pal. Don't you fuck with me, buddy. Whoa, watch the language. You're watching too much of that Sopranos. Um, I have. I've been. Uh, dude, 
what the hell was up? Um, why why is somebody trying to kill Christopher? What the fuck is that all about? Don't go shooting him up. It's just a couple of imbeciles trying to. I'm really getting into this. I'm almost at the end of season two, Al. It's fucking awesome. Why didn't anyone tell me that Sopranos was a good show? I've been waiting for you to get down the downslide of that roller coaster for a while. You keep uh, you've been keeping slow on the uptick, but you know once you a, hit the, some peaks and valleys, it it starts rolling, man. Yeah, it, it's moving along really good. I'm watching it every chance I get. It, it's hard to find those chances, and I'm not fucking with you. I promise you, though. I'm I'm gonna get moving. We'll have a lot of fun talking about it here. Back. Uh, Did you, you watch the AEW show? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's break down fighter yeah. Do you have the lineup or do I need to pull it up? I saw it a bit. Uh we can go we can probably jump ahead of the pre show if you'd like, or what do you want to do? Well, you I know mean, my rules, Clark. I, I don't watch pre shows. They're an insult to wrestling fans because unless, shows are too long. I'll, unless we were at one and we had tickets for it and we were in there anyway, so if you're going to the show, you show respect and you show up for the pre-show. If you're watching the show on television, by all means, cut that shit out of your life. There's nothing needed to see. You know, nothing to see here. Move along. Wait for the real wrestling because uh, it, it's pointless. It's always pointless. It's a, it's a bunch of jobber matches. I do understand from what I've heard um, that the pre-show, they do a lot of their comedy. They do a lot of their uh, – uh, out their stuff during the pre-show for AEW, and they're they're kind of finding uh, the the niche that they're doing. I think that's a great thing for them to do. That's a great place for them to play with that kind of stuff. But they did a hardcore match on there with uh, Michael Nakazawa and Alex Jabaley. Jabaley. I'm I'm just yeah. surprised yeah. to see that they threw a hardcore match on the pre-show. But Michael Nakazawa is from uh, he's from Japan. I love Japan. He went by Shoji Nakazawa, uh, and they gave him the name Michael. Is what he goes by here in the states. Sure, that's sure. more. You gotta, you know, make it that's easy. That's a more common American name. You know, I know Fighter Fest is what we're going to be talking about. But another reminder: uh, G1 Climax starts in Dallas in about two weeks. Actually, I think it's sooner you... than that. I think it's like. Uh, the fifth or the sixth or the seventh. So right after the fourth is the Dallas show. Then they take like a week off, recoup, go back to Japan, and then the G1 heats up officially. They're doing a show here on Independence Day. No, I don't think they're. I, I don't think the show is Independence Day. I think. Uh, well, let me just pull up the schedule. Okay. Yeah. Please do. Uh, but the first. That's show. pretty great that they're doing. Uh, the, the G1 starts like what the fourth or fifth somewhere around there. Yeah, the uh, the first show again is Dallas, Texas, and then uh, then they move it back to uh, Japan. Uh, July July seventeenth is going to be the the kickoff of the uh, non American portion of the G one. Uh, that starts two a.m. on July seventeenth, so set your alarm clocks. Jeez, uh, why am I not seeing the American show? Yeah, no, that's that is really early there for uh, for G one. Uh, the WWE just did their tour in Japan as well. And if you have yeah, a lot of good cosplay. Yep, that's it. Look at the cosplay. There is some fantastic Japanese cosplay. And I, I love those people doing the cosplay. They know 
exactly what they're doing, and it's an ex- it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it absolutely is. The Rock, keep doing what you're doing, man. That is fantastic. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. And Alexa, my God, Alexa, Alexa Bliss Alexa's knocked it out she of the fucking good. park. Yeah. Guys, if you know how to use Google, you can probably find it. Uh, WWE first show Japan cosplay. Oh, yeah, we should probably maybe put that on our Facebook page as well. Um, yeah, July sixth uh, is gonna be the kickoff, uh, Dallas. July sixth. All right, cool. Yep. And then the show ends on my birthday, Clark. Uh, the final show is August twelfth. So you know, we'll be, uh, I'm hoping you're. Co- uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm hoping you come for my uh, late night birthday G one final bash. It's gonna be a good time. We're gonna have some coffee um, and uh, some whiskey, some Japanese whiskey, of course. I will. What What is the date of the final? Unlike you, I don't like worship my birthday, so I I, I don't. I don't think worship it's... my birthday either. I believe that it's the twelfth. August twelfth is a Monday. It is a Monday. It is a Monday. We will be doing a a show, but that is that going to be on it like. 2 a.m. on August 12th? Um, no, it's going to be on Sunday night at about 2, a, 2 or 3 a.m. That's what I mean, Monday morning at 2 a.m. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're a day ahead of us. Right. Because you remember when I went to Japan, I had to be really cool because I, need, I wanted to celebrate New Year's before everyone else. So that's why I went yeah. to Japan. For yeah. a guy that so, sleeps during the day and – uh, works in the evening hours. Was the was the jet lag that bad on you when you went to Japan? Do you know what I mean? Like, no, it I should have put you right in the right schedule. I felt good when I got off the plane. I, the, the plane ride was brutal. Um, yeah. I'm looking. I'm, I'm going to. Um, I'm going next year back to Japan, and uh, I'm going to go to the Dominion, which is in Osaka, and I'm really excited. That's the that's the foodie capital of Japan. And uh, I, I just can't wait. You know, I'm doing all the research now. But I was looking at flying into Tokyo and then taking a bullet train to Osaka and, uh, you know, spending a week in Tokyo, two weeks in Osaka, and then flying back home. But I made the mistake. I went to I went with American Airlines or I went with Air Canada. You know, today, I guess it's Canada today. You know, if this country wants to improve itself, if Canada wants to do right by its citizens, Wine in your goddamn airplane seats, especially on 18-hour or 12-hour flights. Wait, you flew Air Canada? Yeah, yeah, I did. They're nice people, man. I bet. I bet. They're I bet real the nice. Well, the flight attendants were all Japanese, and the Japanese people are just nice in general. So, you know. Who's nice? Yeah, I Canadians? flew. Canadians or Japanese or Midwesterners? Oh, Canadians are very cynical, Clark. Don't buy into that nice bullshit. It's all a lie. Don't the buy their bullshit. The front, is buddy. All, I believe me. Is that all a ruse? That's all a ruse, them doing that? The niceness? Oh, yes. hey, pal. I like you very much. Go fuck yourself. I Listen, I spent – I have been in Canada exactly two hours in that Toronto airport – uh, waiting for my flight to Tokyo, and you know, you walk up and you go to Starbucks and you want to buy something, and you don't know what money to use, and they yell at you, you're using the wrong currency, and yeah, uh, fake smiles. Now, Midwestern wow. people, they'll tell you, they'll tell you you're full of shit, right to your face. People in Japan just ignore you. 
They, they just don't. They, they don't care. They don't have an interest one way or the other. So I would say they're the politest. Yeah, no, I agree with you as well. Uh, I just caught word over on the Facebook chat that uh, Al, you've been muted on the Facebook side of things, but over on Blog Talk, it should sound correctly. Not that you're muted, you you've sounded a little bit less. But I just turned that up. I fixed it over on Facebook. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that the Facebook live feed, uh, and that's all from my end there, Al. I do apologize for that part. But over on Blog Talk, we're sounding great, and now we are sounding great everywhere. So now, Al, I'd like to introduce you to the Facebook listener as well, where they can hear you better than they could before. Well, finally, Clark, because now I've turned your microphone down on my board, so hopefully the Blog Talk people can't hear you quite as well anymore. Son of a bitch! Yeah, it goes both ways, buddy. Well, welcome to my loyal uh, Facebook listeners. It's a, it's an honor to be speaking with you tonight. Uh, the great one is here to take your calls all night long. My my co-host will get you in the queue, and we'll get you rolling here. 760-454-8834. The question is, who would make a good news team, your local news out of the pro wrestling world? taking your opinions on that, or really anything in wrestling you want to talk about, anything in the sports world you want to talk about, anything in life that you want to talk about, we are here for you. Last week, uh, Seth Rollins and uh, my boy Will Ospreay got into it uh, on the Facebook. I don't know if you've been following any of that, Clark. Yeah, I, I, want, I, I saw pretty much all of it right there. It, it, it's just it's, it, it's really interesting to me. I, I don't understand... What is behind letting – first of all, and I'll let you get to your point. I just – I don't understand why Seth Rollins now is able to use the term pro wrestling, and why is he doing that? That, that must be a change because of the competition. I think that maybe the whole uh, WWE is changing their philosophy, their, their, their thoughts. What have you? Yeah. Well, their corporate speak has definitely gotten them in trouble. Um, it's one of the things fans really, really dislike about the product. You know, it's not it's not title matches. It's championship opportunities. It's not wrestlers. It's superstars. It's not wrestling. It's sports entertainment. The list goes on and on. And if you listen long enough, you pick up on these things. And uh, it sounds very sterile. It it sounds very corporate. And that wasn't the wrestling I grew up on. You know, in the '80s, it was a rogue company. It was it was just it was a mom and pop shop and. You know, you you had the Bushwhackers cutting promos, and who the hell even knows what they were saying? Okay, yeah, I understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the AEW show now at this point, or do you want to keep figuring that out? Like, what are they talking about with Rollins and uh, and Osprey? Like, why why is that happening? Is this just different worlds colliding is it seth rollins himself texting this like uh, tweeting it out i think it's a guy who takes pride in his job and he wants to step up and say hey we are the best in the world you know there's these other options you have but don't forget we are the best in the world and hey remember i used to be that indie guy you loved and now i'm the wwe world champion so you actually are getting your way so why don't you give in to what you once supported and give us a chance again. Um, and that's the problem. They're basically asking for, Hey, tune in again when, uh, you know, they've had so much opportunities to right the wrongs uh, over the course of the last, I don't know, 10 years, 
People have been complaining about the WWE's creative process. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's I mean, been complainers. There's been complainers everywhere. It's just, I mean, that's the only product that's out there, and obviously far above any of their competition for this long. So, I mean, I, I just I feel like it's it is easy to dog on them. However, there has been bad stuff. I just I like seeing that out of him, and I know that you were kind of mentioning that the matches that Seth Rollins has been having actually do match up with the hype. And and as he as he brought up Ricochet being uh, a much better version of Osprey, like right. I mean, is that true? First of all, number one. Yes and no. And, right. Like, it just depends on but, what you want out of the product. I think I, on that. I've walked, I've watched Ricochet and uh, Will Ospreay both in Japan for a few years now, and uh, they are of similar uh, skill sets. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of great matches between the two guys. I mean, they fought quite often, and uh, their matches do get a lot of hype. It's the kind of stuff Jim Cornette calls the flippy floppy stuff that isn't worth watching. I disagree. I find it very engaging. And uh, I always get drawn in. And they're the matches I worry about the most because I'm sure somebody's going to break a neck. And uh, that keeps coming closer and closer. And, uh, of course, you had uh, my boy uh, uh, over in New Japan. Oh, man. Uh, Hiromu uh, break his neck uh, last year, about a year and a half ago. Uh, he's supposed to be coming back later this summer. I hope that's true. Um, but those matches are really good. And they are very – they're both very similar athletes. I will say this, Osprey, over the course of the last three months, and a lot of it has to do with, with the push he's getting, has been one of the best wrestlers in the world. And the stories he tells in the ring are, are absolutely spectacular. Um, my problem with him is he emotes a little too much. You know, he, he, he gets a little too cartoony when he's selling. But I feel like he's scaled even that back a little. And uh, Osprey is uh, really growing on me. Where Ricochet is... You know, he's floundering in WWE, but at the same time, he is catching on, and he is getting a larger push. So I'm I'm going to say Osprey is definitely the bigger star, uh, but as far as skill set goes, I think uh, Ricochet has the chance to, to get up there as well. And you got to remember, both these guys are under 30. Like, these are young. These are young wrestlers. Okay. All right. The um, I'm sorry? They're the future, Clark. I mean, come on. Okay. All right. Well, I I like that. Uh, yeah, it's got me interested, Al. I, I'm very interested in 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 pro wrestling right now. Um, I, I did get fixated on Seth using that term a little bit, but I I am uh, I, I'm good. I I would like to still keep an eye on the product of uh, WWE. Uh, it seems like you have a good grip of looking at both products from behind uh, a journalistic standard, perhaps. Uh, and, and I do appreciate you for that. I am going to work hard at, uh, at concentrating a lot on AEW here in the future and as they bring the new show. Uh, and I'll probably, so. catch, I'll probably catch some of the, especially now, I mean, I like nostalgia. I don't, I don't think like a lot of uh, the AEW haters uh, of WWE think where um, it's like, oh, you're going – it's such an old thing to bring Eric Bischoff and bring Paul Heyman in. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. But I am 
I don't know how much time I'll have for that product. I do want to dive full into AEW. There are a few things that have me concerned about the AEW product. And I do feel like I was leaning more towards the Mark thing uh, a little bit because I want to defend everything that's going wrong, everything controversial that AEW is doing. And uh, just the product as a whole. And I have Intercomplex being a parent as well with it because I would like to introduce my kids to to a product but which product am I going to watch with my children as they get older I mean probably if you look at well as they get older if you look at what they're doing right now I would say WWE you know because I mean you have you have lines like uh you have you've had two bloodbaths on the last two pay-per-views I don't know if you want to expose your kids to bloodbaths you had uh MJF with the uh your mother swallows line which was great Phenomenal line, and that's the wrestling I want to watch. Uh, I want more of an adult product, but for for your kids, I, I think maybe WWE. They got the cartoons. They got they got everything that that they cater to kids. Although they may be changing that. Right. I don't. Maybe they'll have two different versions of it that that works. I guess they always have with like a show like the main event or or Heath or whatnot. I don't think they're gonna go totally hardcore to match up against the AEW thing. I I don't see that happening in the future. I do have hope for AEW. It's just as a parent, I don't know how much of their product I can really concentrate on watching when there's only so much time when Clark, I I need you to vamp. I need you to vamp and talk for like two minutes. All right. This is all you. The show is yours, buddy. I, I would start talking. All right. Hello. You go. You, you're on a roll. You're on a roll. Go go with it. Hi there, the wonderful listener of the Larcher and Lawrenson show. Let me tell you something. I am glad that I got you away from Larcher during this. We are here. We're in the sports attic. As you know, I'm I'm broadcasting from a basement here in Portage Park. He's over there in some neighborhood, Albany Park. I don't know. He's never believed in neighborhoods. He says cross streets. So he's over there somewhere around Montrose-ish and uh, Pulaski, somewhere around there. That's where he's. There's a little Caesars over there, something like that. Anyway, let me tell you this. Al Archer doesn't like you people. He doesn't think that you're good. He doesn't. He doesn't like the listener at all. All that he does, is, and of course he's not listening to this here, so it's working out pretty well. Is what he says. He says, "Listen here." You guys, the listeners, I pretend like I got all the alcoholics. I pretend like I got y'all out there, but I don't. And that's Al Archer for you. That's what he thinks. Hmm. Guys, give us a call. Uh, you can give us a call and join in on the conversation if you'd like. The number to call here in the Sports Addict is 760-454-8834. Seven six zero eight eight three four, or leave us a message over on Facebook. We'll get to that as soon as possible. We'll roll with it. The AEW show is the one that I am looking to start going towards, and of course AEW uh, had their match uh, Saturday night. They had their their event, uh, Fighter Fest, which was in conjunction with CEO which is a big gamer festival. So there were some really cool things oh. that happened during the show that talked about that. Oh, hey, Al, we were just, we were having, we had some really good things to say about you while yeah, you were gone. You just, 
everything you just said was completely amazing. I, uh, I really, uh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Do you want to, do you want to, are you done with your point or do you want to? No, I I got uh, through it. I did it. I made it. I made like 16 points while you were gone. And it was, have you ever, have you ever read Gone with the Wind or like the great Gatsby? I don't. I don't really do books, Clark. Those are like, people both simplified. Of those, both of those mixed into one and thrown into thrown into 120 seconds, and it was beautiful, and it was perfect. It was probably the best radio that we've had in years. If if the book doesn't have uh, statistical data, uh, fantasy percentages, uh, I'm probably not reading it. Uh, I, I like data books and, and uh, <laughs> you know really exciting stuff like that. You I, know. Or maybe, I read a, maybe of, a good crime novel. Back around 2004, 2005, I went through a pretty serious breakup, and I, I read a lot of poker books. I started playing a lot of poker, and it's all about handling your stack, playing. Actually, I should probably read those again if I want to play poker. Hmm. So Fighter Fest, yeah. huh? Saturday night. Yeah, well, well, let's just cut to the main card. Let's just roll through it. Uh, the opening match, you had uh, Seema. Going against Christopher, the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. That match went uh, exactly nine minutes and 40 seconds. It was a good opener to the show. Both guys are uh, older wrestlers. Both guys have wrestled each other many, many times. Many times these guys have been in a match together. By the uh-huh. way, uh, JR was dull as ever. You know, I, he just wow. doesn't work. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Like, he was better. The broadcast team was better this time than last time. They got rid of that bum. Uh, Alvarez or whatever the hell his name was, Marvarez. They 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 boot his ass to the sides. Yeah, uh, he's out on assignment tonight. He's gonna be you know, giving us good back information uh, when needed. And uh, they Who brought in they... A, a new guy. Yeah, well, what do you think of the new guy? New guy was all right. He uh, he was there. You know, he, he realized he was the third guy. You know, I think he knew he was on an audition, and. Uh, he kept his mouth uh, pretty pretty well uh, silenced most of the time, and I thought when he added stuff, it was usually with energy, and uh, I uh, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Good. Uh, Excalibur. Excalibur. By the way, that, um, what's that? What about Excalibur? Excalibur is just fantastic. He is everything this product needs. He is the star of that team. You know, uh, Jr. is just a fart in the wind. You know, it happens. You become that with age. You know, you're 40 now. You're you're pretty much irrelevant in life, and uh, that uh, Jr. is like 80, so that he's 70 something. So he he's pretty much irrelevant, and he doesn't understand the product of today. It's not what he wants, um, but he is there because he draws uh, people's ears in, uh, based on his famous voice, and and he so, has the highest Q score of anybody probably in that roster. So it's not really talking about the match exactly. Uh, so we we can get to that after we keep going, but. Uh, it being fighter fest, uh, in with the gaming thing, uh, when the young bucks and Kenny Omega in the three man tag came out, they came out with the street fighter thing going on and Jim played the part yeah. well of not knowing what the hell that was. And I, I didn't hate that. I liked that The other guys were like, well, this is what this is. I liked that. They went that route. Well, you know, second city would teach you, you play to what you know, and if Jim Ross really doesn't know what Street Fighter is, I feel like he probably does. You know, no, right. maybe not. I mean, he is he is in that age where it wouldn't matter to him. Um, yeah, then just play like, you, hey, I don't know this. I, I'm not going to pretend to. And I thought he did a good job there. Um, 
you know, I'll, I'll give you my feelings on that a little later when we get to that match. But I, I thought, uh, yeah, that was fine. It's, he didn't embarrass himself. He did not embarrass himself. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is a hip young product that has a philosophy that I don't think agrees with who and what Jim Jim Ross is and was. And uh, I think eventually it's going to, it's going to become across as what it is. And it's just cardboard. It's a cardboard mm-hmm. cutout of a, of a once famous broadcaster. He did get to a point once where he, uh, he, he was like Kenny Omega, uh, despite his weird hairdo. And then, and, and then he's like, well, it's weird to me. Cause I'm, I'm I'm old and it's just not my thing, but uh, it's weird. And it's just, he did it despite wearing this. And it seemed like he really was trying to cover for himself fast on it. And and they picked it up real quick and covered it, but it was definitely an interesting thing. I just, I don't, I, as you said, I think you should do like two matches a night and be there. Yeah, uh, Come out for the main event. Right, and then he's there as a as a guy uh, behind the scenes that is a he knows the business, and you need a guy like that back there. Man, I got one of these fans that hook up to the phone, and I'm wondering, like, well, you need an app for it, or you just plug it in and it spins away? About Wait, why do you here. have a fan that plugs into the phone? Because I'm a wrestling fan, Clark. That's what it says on it. <laughs> is that where you went? Then, what do you mean? Did you go? Is that to uh, you? Literally, you disappeared to go and. Am I breaking up? You are every time you try to say something important. It's really weird. You said, "Did you?" To and that—that's where you. That's all I've gotten. Okay. Uh well, I I do apologize. I don't know why it keeps breaking up like that. That's that's my bad. Can you hear me right now, Al? Oh man, this fan is phenomenal. Yes. Is I that where you went? Sweat. Did you go to get that fan? That's what I asked you. Did you go to get that fan? No, I had to take care of some business, Clark. Uh, no, the fan was on my desk. It, it was from Pro Wrestling Tees. It was in one of those crates. Oh, that's amazing. What is it? Uh, whose fan is that? Is that a for like a I wrestling? Said, it, it, it says on the fan blade, I'm a wrestling fan. That's the dumbest thing. <laughs> you just uh, you you just don't have a good sense of humor. Alex oh, Golden Boy Mendez was uh yeah, who joined joined the commentary team and you thought he did all right, knowing it was a tryout. He was the third guy. Don't overstep my bounds. Play it cool. Get some good things in. All right. I'm glad that it worked, despite the fact that Jim Ross was there. You were happy with Christopher Daniels and Seema. Yeah, they put on a good match. Good way to kick off the show. Uh, they're both experienced. They know each other well, and they put on a good dance. Uh, then, you, then you had the three-way with the women. You had uh, Riho. Uh, Yaka mm-hmm. Sakazaki and uh, mm-hmm. Nyla Rose. Yeah. Um, both, you know, Riho and, and Yaka Sakazaki are both uh, smaller Japanese women. Uh, mm-hmm. Nyla Naya, Naya Rose is a, a bigger, uh, is a bigger gal. And uh, so most of the match focused on the two uh, Japanese women kind of trying to take down the giant and the giant often prevailing. Uh, it was a good match. Yeah. It was good psychology. 
Um, I can't wait till you get a match where the Japanese women really go at it. Um, Nyla Rose, uh, uh, perfect for pride. Of course, she she is transgender. Um, So a little interesting side note. It has nothing to do with the match. But uh, they they went ahead. They took – huh? Something I really like uh, about it is that the first time I saw her wrestle a match, I didn't realize she was transgender at all. I didn't. No, not, I didn't notice it didn't either. Care, nothing. Like I didn't even notice. And then after there was a lot of talk about it and stuff, and some people uh, being, quite frankly, just fucking ignorant about the situation. Uh, I thought I love watching the match, and especially uh, in this realm of pro wrestling. I don't think, as you said, it, there's nothing at all that matters uh, about this. But there's a. <laughs> It, it, I get a little pissed off, Al. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, ignorant fucking wrestling fans out there when it comes to this, and that that well, kind of gets me wanting to leave a few of the uh, a few of the groups that we were talking about. You know, it's weird because I I see very little of that. It's actually most, especially the AEW audience is very uh, left leaning, left leaning and open to that kind of thing. So maybe sure, there's sure. always going to be. Maybe, maybe you're not in this one group that I thought you were. Uh, I thought, no, no, go ahead. You're, I mean, you're always going to get assholes. And, uh, a lot of those groups are flooded with people who aren't American, uh, who the concept of, uh, of, uh, gay rights or transgenderism isn't part of their culture, which is, which is a shame, which is an absolute shame, but, but it, it does explain a lot of it. I mean, you look at when the, for some reason, these, all these, I've mentioned this before, all these wrestling chats. Are, are flooded with Indian guys and they're not always the most politest and they ask really weird questions. And I love uh, fans from all over the world. Um, India, you know, India's huge, man. There's a lot of people from India and apparently a gigantic wrestling uh, amount of wrestling fans. Yeah. And they're very, they, they love giving opinions and uh, I don't, I don't know what Indian stance on, uh, on transgender is. It's a whole sidebar. Uh, but I, I would guess it's probably not as uh, uh, welcoming as ours. Although I could be wrong. I mean, I, they may actually be. Um, you know, it's a lot of Buddhists. You got your Sikhs. You got uh, your Hindus. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. how how they feel. But anyways, enough of that. Uh, great, good match. Uh, it ends with uh, Riho winning the match. Riho, uh, I think they're going to build around her a lot. She, uh, as they've they've mentioned a couple times on the broadcasting team, uh, she was Kenny Omega's uh, mixed match uh, partner whenever he had mis- mixed match matches in Japan, uh, where it's more common there. And uh, by the way, I heard after the show, uh, the CEO saying he didn't really like the mixed match, uh, seeing mixed match matches, and uh, that they probably wouldn't be doing mixed match matches. Wow, interesting. That's uh, yeah. uh, Tony Khan. Right. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes, uh, because I think this kind of crowd actually appreciates mixed match matches. Hard, hard thought, uh, grouping words to say. I thought we might get a, um, after that match, I thought maybe we'd see an introduction of a women's championship belt or something, but there, there's still well, nothing of that yet, right? No, 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 they've already made the announcement. The women's championship belt is going to be revealed in Chicago, Clark. I mean, you got to get up on your news. You're going to Jeez. be in that show, for God's sake. Breaking, well, I think, spoiler alert, Al, 
Why couldn't you give me a – come on, man. Give me a break. You just spoiled that for me. Well, we know Bret Hart brought out the world title. I'm curious if they're going to have an old legend bring out the uh, ladies. And it's going to be like a Alondra Blaze. And uh, Jesus, come on now. Oh, that, Sick that's of probably who. Yeah, but who else is it going to be? Like, who's not affiliated with WWE? Who doesn't still still able to make a paycheck from them once in a while? I mean, it's not going to be um, it's not going to be Amy Dumas. It's not going to be no. you know Trish. Like, there, there are people who are still going back there regularly. It won't be any of them. It's somebody that's had a falling out. Well, I don't know. That's not necessarily true. Bret Hart's just a legend. He's not. He didn't have a falling out. You know, Mae Young is dead. She she wouldn't really qualify anyways. Uh, Fabulous Moolah, I don't think they'd accept anyways, and she of course is dead as well. Um, you know who would really the the crowd would pop for? You would be confused, but everyone else would get it. Is uh, Bull Nakana would be a huge get for them to bring out the okay. women's title. You know, especially if they're doing a lot with the Japanese. Of course, she was a. Uh, she made a couple. Uh, she had a couple good matches in the WWE, um, and so she's known by American crowds, and she's a legend in Japanese culture. Uh, so I think she would be a good fit for it, but that, that's probably not going to happen. That's just wishful, hopeful thinking. Anyways, right. uh, ladies had a good match. I'm excited to see where they go with Riho. Uh, I, I'm wondering if she is going to be the woman they build around as their champion. Uh, you know, Britt Baker also in that equation. Um, it should be interesting when the when the Japanese women start mixing more with the Americans. Uh, Nyla Rose, I think, is always going to be a force. I think she's going to be very similar to uh, what Nia Jax is in WWE, just kind of the monster powerhouse giant. Uh, she's not as tall, but she she has the size and the strength. I'd love to see a match with her and Big Mama Pump, uh, Jordan Grace, but uh, she's not, not really. signed with AEW yet. But I think uh, eventually I wouldn't be shocked to see her there. So then we they, got, the, uh, they, they did a they did a solid twelve minutes and thirty seconds on that match, Al. Yeah, it was good and it was enjoyable. And I I liked yeah. it. I liked that style of wrestling. Uh, it was good in the end. Then you had uh, the four way match with uh, uh, Hangman Adam Page, who will be going for the World Heavyweight Championship of AEW come uh, August at in Chicago here at All Out, which we will uh-huh. be attending. Jimmy Havoc, who uh, older hardcore dude, uh, Jungle Boy, of course, Luke Perry's kid with a Luchasaurus uh, carrying him out on his shoulders, and MJF. Mm-hmm. Who did you see the Did you see the pre match promo? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, the, the I you did. suck, the you suck. Well, well you know, uh, well, your mother, who, whose basement you're living in, swallows was a great line. Oh, he nailed uh, it. MJ, Absolutely. MJF, very comfortable in his skin, very good at his character. Uh, he, he might be their best promo guy. Uh, he's an okay wrestler. I mean, he's, he's got a little bit of game to, to uh, get through in that aspect. Um, Adam Page is the best wrestler in this match. Uh, ends up winning the match in uh, 10 minutes and 50 seconds. And th- this was a disappointment, Clark. This was a real disappointment. And let me tell you why. This guy is going up for your world champion. This guy is fighting Chris Jericho to be the first ever holder of your federation's title. And right. he just he's not being showcased in a way that makes him out to be a star. He, he felt like, you know, that match felt like everyone else was highlighted. And he was just kind of the background music who gets the win in the end. And, of course, he had to get the win. You can't have him going into a, a match with any losses right now. 
And uh, right. so he, he takes the win here, which is the appropriate booking. But the story of the match, he was just not involved. He was just not – he wasn't getting the crowd by him. Where MJF has all the uh, personality in the world, Adam Page, I don't think, uh, shines in that department yet. And he's got to find that. If he's going to be a guy they build around, they, they, he has to find that personality. And, you know, I was, I was talking once with Marty Scroll, I, and I, I paid for a, a photo with Marty. And, uh, you know, I was bullshitting with him. There was no one in line, and we were talking. And uh, Adam Page, who I didn't spend any money on, was at the table next to me, and he notices the shirt I'm wearing being a Sturgill Simpson shirt, and he breaks into the conversation. He starts talking to me about Sturgill, and I was captivated by him for about five minutes. He was he was a really polite, gentle, southern gentleman. And, um, you know, he, he was a guy who I cheer for. But I became a bigger fan of him after after talking with him because he, he you could just tell he's generally a kind dude and uh, uh, a friendly guy who, who loves the craft he's in. But how how sometimes being a good guy, sometimes being a face, sometimes being – a nice person it turns you into a Bob Backlund. You know, it, it's just hard. It's hard to captivate an audience uh, unless you have one-on-one moments with them. And I'm hoping he gets a little bit of mic time. I, I hope he, he finds his voice or maybe they find a voice for him. You know, um, I don't know what their opinion on managers are. We haven't seen much evidence of managers yet. Um, but if they do go that route, I think he's a guy who might need it. Or he's got to, he just I just he has to find that connection with the audience and even in who, ring is who wrestling. Who have around? Who could be that 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 mouth around there? Is it is it Billy Gunn? I mean, there, oh, there you know, are would, people around there that might work. Well, they got a guy who is notoriously for being great on the microphone who could captivate an audience with a few simple words. Uh, that guy, of course, uh, Dean Malenko. You know, maybe you get Dean Malenko out there. <laughs> I, you're right. I don't know. I don't, they don't have a great talker right now, but maybe you find no. the guy in the indies. Maybe you hire me. Hell, I'll go out there and manage somebody. You want to get him page over? Hire me. Why not MJF? You know, I, and I don't know if their characters match up that well, but I, I'm with you, Al. I think MJF is one of the best heel promos in the game, and. Some of them are classic, like the uh, the mother's basement thing. I mean, that's used a lot, but, but that's kind of nice to see, and it's nice to see him use things that you think are dead. Uh, there's uh, this "I'm better than you" is done in a different way than I than yeah. you see it in a lot of people, in a way that makes you want to hate him. Kind of kind of like the way you hate the Miz, uh, but uh, but but he, he can even he can even do more because. There's no way you're going to get away with that swallows line on on WWE these days, so that's a lot or of fun. I don't, think, I don't know that you're going to get uh, that line on uh, TNT. By the way, I, I did see a little bit of a spoiler from tonight's Raw. It was the only thing I've seen. Uh, I don't know anything else that happened, but I guess uh, uh, Corey Graves dropped a holy shit. So maybe things are changing a little. Wow, Jesus! Uh, I got a, something from a spoiler who said that it's not a. It's not a spoiler, but it it certainly seems like one. Uh, that uh, that something big happens in the opening segment. Cool. Well. Yep. Let, let, I'm gonna go ahead and finish the card, and then uh, I think we're gonna get out of here. Uh, one, the heat is just too much. 
I could I could die. I could drop any second now. And you want me to, you, you, you'd you be me, very, Do you want to end the show? Vamp? Do you want to vamp for twenty minutes while I drive over to your house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can pull it off. I think I could probably handle it. So I bet yeah, you could. You want? Hurry up. Yeah, yeah. No, vamp. you don't. Um. Yeah, vamp. I'm the king of vamp. I'm Vamp Larcher. Everyone knows this. Alfred Ferdinand Vamp Larcher the third. So that that was my thoughts on the Adam Page match. Then we get into the Cody Maybe next. with with we get in Cody with Brandy Rhodes and uh, Darby Allen, and uh, they fought to uh, I believe it was a 20 minute time limit draw. Uh, I like I like time limit draws. I like time in matches. I, I think things should have an end. Uh, you know, not for title matches, obviously, not for tournament uh, ending matches. You know, where you need a winner. But I think in the case of a, just a standard match, a time limit makes perfect sense. You kind of know how long a show is going to be, and uh, it, it builds for another aspect of drama that WWE doesn't use. It's a device WWE doesn't use that they should. Anyways, uh, I mean, the takeaway from this match is Darby Allen's a dude worth watching. Darby Allen looks like a guy who's going to be fun to watch evolve as a wrestler, as a character, as a man. And uh, that was a good taste to him. Uh, I like his backstory of just, uh, you know, his life was hard. It's been a struggle. And, uh, but now he, uh, he, he's, he's ready to, to use that, that anger, that aggression, and uh, channel it into being uh, the best wrestler in the world. He, of course, is married to Priscilla Kelly. She's the lady who eats the tampons. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, you you know, he's... Do you know Darby Allen before? I've seen a little bit of Darby Allen's work from the indies. Uh, I occasionally will catch an Evolve show. Um, I saw a good match with him uh, and Zack Sabre Jr. uh, back around the start of the year. Uh, that That was great. He's... Yeah, I mean he's been around. He, he's good, uh, good wrestler, and I'm excited. I'm excited for him. But you know that's the thing. On this stage, I don't want to feel like I'm watching. The problem with like an Impact, the, the problem with Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has some of the greatest talent in the world. But when then they get on that stage, and because some of it's because of production and writing and angles, they don't feel like stars. And AEW is going to have to, if it's, it has a weekly television show that people are going to invest in, and they do definitely have an audience that wants to invest in them, are they going to put up guys who feel like stars? And Darby Allen has the potential to feel like a star, and uh, it showed in this match with Cody. A uh, good hard-fought match goes to the end, goes to the time limit. And, then, of course, the big to- takeaway, the big story of the match. Afterwards, uh, that perfect 10 idiot shows up and uh, bashes Cody in the head with a, uh, a, a chair. Now, uh, you know, Sean spares uh, with the chair shot, and, and right. Cody ended up getting 12, 12 stitches. And there's a lot of, uh, of uh, back and to the left. There's a lot of Oliver Stone in the, the, the Zooter film uh, of was this, was this planned to be this violent or did this just happen by mistake? Because allegedly Cody bl- might have bladed, the camera never focuses on it, and he starts bleeding from the opposite side of his head as the chair shot. Other people speculate no, no, no. that the chair somehow wrapped around and cut him. Um, I mean, but either it way, looked, it looked like the top of the chair could have caught him on the back. You know what I mean? Like the 
not the part that folds down, not the part that you sit on, but it was like the top, like that bottom double ring might have caught him there yeah. that caused it, which right. that's insane. Um, where where do you stand on that? Do you think that, that it's a work? I kind of do. I, I mean, I don't think it's a work in, a, in the sense of uh, they wanted to get the negative press that they're getting from it. But I think they may have planned to have a, a stiff chair shot. Um, I don't. I don't know that they necessarily approved it with uh, the higher ups. Uh, Cody being an executive producer. Now this starts coming into play of his his job role. You know, maybe he's showing the roster, hey, I'm willing to do anything for this company. You know, uh, are you going to step up, type deal? Like he's leading by example. It could be just like, hey, I mean, he could have a little bit of his dad in him, where he wants to get himself over the most, and he's gonna he's gonna steal the show with the blood matches and the uh, going over the top and doing things that other guys can't do. Kind of a, also a Triple H uh, uh, move there, or it could just be an accident. And I don't know what it is. I, I will say, um, I'm probably not as uh, down on the uh, CTE stuff as as most people. Um, but I absolutely do agree. It's not necessary. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I think if somebody wants to do it and, and they understand what the repercussions are and that they're, they're shortening their life, they possibly could be damaging their brain to the point of murder, suicide, as we saw here in Chicago with, uh, uh, what was the guy, uh, the player it wasn't murder. It was just suicide. I believe, or maybe uh, it was Dave, a murder. Suicide. Dave Dewerson of the Chicago Bears. Dave Dewerson. He you shot know, his himself brain was, to make sure that he could leave his brain available to be studied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe they found uh, – he, he believed he was suffering from uh, CTE, and it, it drove him to suicide. Chris Benoit, of course, uh, the double murder suicide. I mean, there's even talk OJ may have had a little bit of that CTE issue because uh, his personality rapidly changed after his career, and he was a guy who took a lot of hits. Um but it, it, it seemingly is a real thing. I mean, science is telling us it's a real thing, and it seems like there's uh, evidence to, that can absolutely not dispute it. And if guys want to do it, if guys want to play football, if guys want to take care, chair shots, as long as they know what they're doing, um, I don't like seeing it. I don't necessarily want it, but I'm not going to you know, protest if it happens. But you think it was unnecessary? It was definitely on Do you think? Because to me, if you watch it, and, and folks, if you see this, you can look it up on on Google, and and you can find it anywhere, pretty much at this point. Um, take a look. It, it definitely looks like the chair was there was something bent in. Whether that makes a difference or not, and he definitely, it, it to me, it looked quite calculated the way that he turned his head at the exact time yeah. that it was coming. To take it in a certain way, and maybe right. based on kind of uh, this thought that maybe he had bladed it, uh, maybe maybe that's why he took it that way because he had already bladed, or maybe he took it that way because that was determined that it was safer to turn in that mode, and then it just accidentally caught him in the wrong way, and that's kind of what I had been thinking until you just brought this up, partner. I just. I don't know if I can fault them for trying it, especially taking some safety precautions with it involved. On top of, I do see your point of these guys signed up for that. And that's something that you've always said about the NFL. These guys are giant fucking gladiators. And as long as these guys that are playing today know, I am concerned that, you know, people weren't 
in the know about certain things that could happen. Although, I mean, you should know that hitting your head against a brick wall a thousand times is not going to be a good idea. However, we didn't know the extent of the damage that can happen from all of that before. And now you know there is science behind it that's proving it. If you're going to sign up for it, maybe. I mean, who am I to tell you not to? Right. That's just it. It, it's, it steps on uh, a little bit of a person's uh, personal liability, but also there's a corporation to protect on top of it, uh, which, which they're all aware of as well. Um, have you seen any videos of the kid who, ju- who jumps, who does an elbow off of things, off of like his front porch onto <laughs> no. different objects? It no. is absolutely phenomenal. Maybe I have. He's one of my favorite follows on uh, Twitter, and he, I, I, I'll get his name for it next week. He, uh, people listening know who I'm talking about. If you, uh, most likely, if you're kind of a social media and a wrestling guy, he 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 stands like above. Uh, like the last one I saw, he was jumping on a flaming table. Like he was going to do an elbow smash to a flaming table, and he he'll stand on the stair. And uh, he's kind of a, he looks like a young, like uh, kind of a white trashy kind of kid. And he stands mm-hmm. up there and he's like, he always praises Insane Clown Posse. He always says something about Insane Clown Posse. It's super juggalos. Don't try this at home. And then he goes, fuck it. And he does an elbow smash into like Bob Wire or Legos or it's actually, it, at the well, first time I saw it, I go, well, this is unnecessary. This is stupid. But he does it. it it's it's so repetitive now that, like, I when I see it, I have to watch and I enjoy it. So, uh, shout out to that kid wherever he is. You know, I, I could tweet him and see if he'll come on the show. I think that would be uh, a phenomenal get for us. Uh, maybe, maybe when uh, if this show ends up turning into an AEW show or a wrestling show permanently, uh, yeah, that would be a good first. That would be a good first booking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, as far as the Cody chair thing, that's all I got to say about that. You know, I don't know what else we we could say. No, everything that's been said about it, I I guess has. I, other than, is it a black eye on on the company as a whole? Does this turn people away? Does it slow down their momentum? Does it do anything as a whole? No, you, you did like Little that. Little Clark liked it. He did. Absolutely. Little Clark liked it. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think so. I think if you're like let's say you're one of these video game nerds and you've never watched wrestling before and you show up at this event because your buddy's a big wrestling fan and you're at Fighter Fest and you're like, Yeah, what the hell? And you see that, I think you're more impressed as to what wrestling is. You're like, Oh, there's a little comedy, my god, that guy got clobbered with a chair, like that was violent. I didn't know wrestling got that violent. I think you're more likely to pick up fans than lose them because the hard the hardcore wrestling nerds who know the history of CTE and uh CTU, guys like me, I'm watching. I'm going to I'm going to continue watching. I'm I'm going to check it out next week. It's not going to deter me in any way from the product. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's true of all fans. Even the fans who are bitching the most, the ones who are like, "Oh, WWE uh uh, they went to Saudi Arabia, or oh, they 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 farted this week on TV, or they 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 had a, a penis joke in an improper place. I'm cutting the network. I'm unsubscribing. That's a big thing. Now. Uh-huh. I'm unsubscribing. Well, these all these idiots who are unsubscribing. I guarantee you, they're not unsubscribing from AEW uh, because Jim Ross made an Oriental joke. I'm I'm guaranteeing you, they're not unsubscribing from AEW because they went violent and they didn't put their wrestlers' best interests 
uh, head of uh, the company, uh, they're they're going to be back. They're they're going to be back, and people who haven't watched wrestling in a long time are going to see that and go, man, this reminds me of when I was a kid in the 90s and the Attitude Era, if they are, in fact, going for that older male demographic, which has long been ignored by the wrestling, um, by WWE in particular, despite it being their largest fan base. Everyone assumes kids are the biggest fan base of uh, WWE. It's not. Statistically speaking, their demographic is males 35+. plus. So if AEW is going to cater to males 35 plus, and this is the kind of stuff that does that, well, then hell yeah. You know, they did what they had to do. Um, This is something in the blood, this kind of violence, uh, MJL's language, uh, Jim Ross's data jokes. These are things you're not going to want to find on the television show. These are the things you're going to want to tune into the pay-per-views for, which is what pay-per-views used to be. The TV shows used to be Ric Flair yelling about how I'm going to bloody you up. And I'm going to walk away with your woman at the end of the match and the title, you know, and then you would tune in for the pay-per-view. If AEW is going more to that format, that's fine. I think, you you know, when it comes to pay-per-views, when it comes to big shows, um, especially ones that are paid, not not necessarily a free show. I think a free show, you, you might want to curb some of that shit back because uh, you might be trying to bring in a younger audience. But um, L- when you're paying – yeah. L. Archer, what's the name of that mouthy uh... – Heel in AEW uh, who was in the four way match. What's MJF. his name? Oh, that's good. Uh, Friedman. That's good. Friedman. Maxwell Early. T. Friedman. Early Maxwell T. MJF. Maxwell. Yeah, Ma- Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Um, he uh, he is for you called him MJL earlier, and I don't know if that was like a combination of JBL got in your head or something. I think it but was, you definitely yeah. called him. What's that? It definitely was. Mean? I definitely think. Huh? Oh, that that is what it was. That's awesome. That's no, amazing. I don't know. I didn't. No, until you brought this mistake up live in front of the entire audience, I didn't even realize I made it. Well, it was the first time that I've ever brought up a mistake you made. We should talk about the three-way six, uh, the six-man tag match between the Elite, Kenny Omega, and Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Yeah, against the. Uh, the Lucha Brothers, a Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, and the Laredo Kid. Laredo Kid, this was a big thing for him, huh? From what uh, from yeah, what the yeah. announcement it sound like. Mm-hmm. I think it was his biggest highlight in uh, the United States. Thirty-two years old, out of uh, Nueve Laredo, Mexico. There's a great He's- song by Oh Sam Sham about. Uh, uh, the way they Laredo, uh, worth checking out. Sam, um, Sham and the Laredo kid yeah. is the, is currently under contract with impact wrestling and Lucha Libre, uh, uh, AAA worldwide. He is the current, uh, uh is it called AAA or is it AAA Al? Uh, he, AAA. He currently holds two AAA, uh, the company that does, uh, is it Lucha Libre AAA worldwide? Uh, he's currently their cruiserweight champion and also their, uh, their six man tag champion. He, he's a member of, he's holding two belts currently. Yeah. A decorated uh, wrestler coming in here. I'm going to tell you what though, this match, this match felt a little stale to me. Really? I feel like we saw, I mean, we saw Pentagon Jr. versus, uh, Kenny Omega, Omega last year. Yeah. We, we saw that last year at uh, All In. 
Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, of course, just had the match with the Lucha Brothers on the last uh, pay-per-view, Double or Nothing. And uh, it was nice seeing uh, Kenny team up with the uh, with the Jackson Brothers and, you know, fully showing off the elite. Uh, but it was a lot of the same spots, you know, they do, which they do. I mean, all wrestlers have the same spots, and they repeat them over and over. But I, I just felt like it just felt stagnant. And I know, I know they built more on Kenny Omega at the end of the show, but it just felt stagnant for these characters who most likely are going to be uh, the stalwarts of your, of your federation. Kenny Omega is going to be in the world title hunt. Uh, Matt mm-hmm. and Nick Jackson are going to be in that tag team tournament uh, chase, which I'm looking forward to. I think that's a brilliant way to start your uh, shows off. I don't know if you've you've heard this, right? They've made What's the that? announcement that uh, the television is uh, television shows are going to start with a uh, tournament to name the uh, tag oh. team champions. Okay, and so, that's why uh, on the pre-show, uh, the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, they earned themselves a first round bye in the yes. AEW World Tag Team Championship tournament. Right. And mm-hmm. I get that they're trying to make matches have meaning and purpose, but things like that first round by just seems silly. Or or like uh, Hangman Page winning the pre-show battle royal gets him a title shot. Like that kind of shit, I don't know if I'm too fond of with AEW, but how, again, how they don't have you, TV. How would you have handled the situation where Neville couldn't come uh, the way that that worked out? I mean, they needed to get him into that championship match, right? I mean, that's that was the plan of double or nothing. I think was to get Adam Page into the championship match. I think they, I think they had to throw a, a wrench into the system once Neville couldn't come. Yeah, I just think there were probably better ways to do it, more creative options that wouldn't have, wouldn't have felt as cheap. Because uh, okay. I mean, he he won a battle royal with Jobbers Clark, you know, on a pre-show. Right. Does that really does that really propel the guy? And again, now you had him in a match tonight, or a match Saturday night, where he wins a three way match, but it didn't feel special, and he didn't feel special. Jericho doesn't need to feel special; he already is special. He's a legend. But Hangman Adam Page, they need to build up, and they have one show left. And, and God, I hope they focus a lot on him, and they give they they have him in a match that delivers great wrestling. I want him in a singles match, and. uh you okay you good let me tell you something you should just jump in at that point you know don't worry about me if i die i don't i don't have like just the show must go on the show has to go on clark come on next time i got you thank you next time i just let me die just let me die peacefully and, and Finish the your damn pre- show. Your, your pre-show ruse, Al Larcher. Yes. Your pre-show ruse of the I'm out front. So I went up the stairs. I can't go yeah. into my living room because I had already told my daughters that I was going going to work. I tell them that I'm going to work when I'm coming to your place to do the podcast. Uh, because okay. they, they know that when you go to work that you won't be back for a little or that yeah. they can go to bed. Like she understands that. So th- that's what I tell her. So I told her that. And then I came downstairs. Well, I couldn't go back upstairs to go look outside because you told me you were out front. You thought that based on the message I sent, which I could see why you got that understanding that I, you thought I might've meant for you to come here to do the show as well. And then I didn't text you back for five minutes. And you got back to me and you go, I was like, wait, are you coming? And you said, yeah, I'm out front. 
So I went up there. I had to go out <laughs> the side door, the back door out of the basement, and I walked out front and looked for you. Texted my wife saying, hey, because I couldn't go up there because I was already gone to work. So I Yeah, kind of, oh, the games okay. we played. You, you slowed down the setups over here, pal. Uh, the match underwhelmed you. They came out in their Street Fighter thing that we had already talked about. I don't know. I enjoy the spots. I, I still believe that Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, they, and, and of course the, the Lucha brothers, the legit brothers, like they, they impress me. They are tag team wrestling that you don't see very often out there. And I think that they're able to do some things with Omega that make it fun. However, I do understand you're, eh, you've seen both of these guys do this. It's just now it's all six of them in the ring at once. I, I get it. I understand. I believe that the elite going over is the only way you do that. Uh, and then, then we get to the main event, Al. Uh, that last match went 20 minutes and 50 seconds. All three of the final matches were right about 20 minutes is the way that it looks. And then we go to our main event. However, they made sure to say it, and JR said it on the broadcast, that the AEW show is over for all intents and purposes. And then even the guy announcing the matches, the, the announcer said, the AEW show is over when the lights like and they turn the lights on. They, they go full production. Show's over. All right, now we'll turn the lights back on for this match that AEW has nothing to do with. They should have come out and taken the the mat off. They should have put a blank mat. You could still keep the other AEW things around, but I think they could have gone a step further and just have a blank gray canvas. But I don't know. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the way that they did do it where they, they said, all right, here we go. This is unsanctioned. They can do whatever they want. What say you I, about it, Alfred? I, I absolutely love that aspect of it. I, I thought, you know, there, there was the, the, the dopey lady who had a sign, like, I drove seven hours to see John Moxley, and they <laughs> make the thought. announcement. They make the announcement. Oh, by the way, you know, let me talk about the fans for just one second. Just oh, one my damn God, second. I wanted you to talk about the fans. You know, Okay, so the Undertaker guy, remember with the bulging eyes at Mania, yeah, became a that that thing became a meme and everybody used it and it was funny. And I do think the guy, in hindsight, I do think the guy was kind of doing that all night and the camera was ready for it. But yes. the front row, there was one guy in particular who, number one, you're in the front row, asshole. Sit down, okay. That, if you're the in the first couple the dread, rows, yes. The if you're in the, the left. That's exactly who I'm talking about, Clark. If if you're in the first couple fucking rows, sit the fuck down. You paid a lot of money for your fucking seats, but so did the guy behind you. Have a little goddamn respect. You know, have some decency to your fellow man. Sit down and enjoy the damn show. When there's moments to stand up, bald, stand up. The, the, the taller, dopey-looking, balder white guy who was giving faces the whole time, too, and he got a couple Oh, another in. asshole. Another asshole. These people they, were working. They were gimmicking, they were gimmicking it up. To get their meme, they were giving it up to to get you know noticed on television. It's like, dude, you want you're the fucking audience, okay? Be the audience, be an audience member. You're not part of the show. Don't try to hijack it from the wrestlers and the action that's going on in the ring with your dopey clown like actions. Uh, Mick Foley's daughter. I, this woman gets more front row seats than anybody. She's, she's more more than the guy with the the, the, uh, the ugly. Uh, uh, the homely lady sitting next to him at every WWE show. The does fellow it, is also homely himself. Does it bring you to a different angle, a different level of anger, knowing that they did actually become memes? 
Did they? Oh, my God. Then people are as dumb as you get what you deserve. You know, at the end of the day, you get what you deserve. You want If you want to see what's obviously shilling in front of you and you use it, fuck those guys. Seriously, I'm going to make a meme of them, their heads being dipped in to- toilets. Hey, Tony Khan, I know you're listening to this show. Uh, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, I know you guys are listening. Cody, here's the thing. Get us. We will sit in the front row for you. And we will not go for memes, right, Al Archer? You would never, ever go no. for being a meme. No. I, I, I gave thumbs down on television. I'm an appropriate wrestling fan. You were, I got, you I'm a, a model before, wrestling fan. You were a meme before memes were memes. Goddamn right I was. Uh, John Moxley takes on Joey Janela in this non-sanctioned match. Yeah, I loved I loved how you described it. I loved the uh, bringing down the lights. That poor woman who drove the whole way, the announcer's like, the show is over. And she's just like, oh, my God, I drove all this way. <laughs> These fuckers. That's then, a plan. That is a plan. One more match. And, it's uns- and I remember being – when I was a kid, I would have bought into that. Be like, oh, my God, they turned the lights off. It, 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 the show is over. Damn this it. really is un- – Little Clark is fucking freaking out. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> anyways. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I, I, I like that. It felt old school wrestling. It felt like how you do gimmick matches. And um I wasn't all that impressed with the beginning. The barbed wire boards coming out. You know, the board I mean I've seen people impaled on fences before, you know. You get stuck in barbed wire and obviously they don't want to use that shit. And obviously, right. in the 90s, they used a, a gimmick down, you know, it wasn't razors. It was more like tacks. And right. uh, most barbed wire is razors. Um, but you, if you get thrown onto a, a board with bo- covered in barbed wire and you only walk away with a couple, like one puncture to the back, it's not telling the greatest of stories. Right. Um, so right. so they, did, they, did, they didn't really get that with me. Like, I, I wasn't all that impressed. I, I didn't. Some of the big spots, I was like, okay, you know, this is just a, a typical uh, spot fest match. Uh, but then when they whipped out the thumbtacks, thumbtacks are always impressive. And then I loved when uh, when Moxley took it to the next level and took the shoes and socks off of uh, Joey Janela because like it's that. like, oh man, you know his feet are going into those thumbtacks, and you fucking know that hurts. Everyone has stepped on a, a nail or a tack or or something of that nature, and it, it's so painful, you're like, you could feel it. Like, you didn't want to see it happen, and when it did, it was like, oh, geez, how is he yeah. going to continue? And they kept going, there were more thumbtacks, and at the end of the day, I, I, I thought they had a brutal, uh, decent, hardcore match. Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was great. I'm still not all that in love with Moxley. Um, he's growing on me, but uh, I still the Dean, the Dean Ambrose stink is still on him for me. And I'm Janella, trying to let that go. Janela's elbow off of the top of the ladder out to him on the table. That was kind of fun. That was a fun spot. It looked it looked safe to me, like nobody uh, got too torn up about it. Uh, I yeah, but what I, was more what was more impressive, that or what, what do you think was a better match, that or Joey Janela versus Hangman Page at All In? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I like Joey. You remember Janelle. the spot from? You remember yeah. that spot from the in the ring with the uh, I forget what it was. They they had something. Maybe it was a boot, 
And uh, yeah, he looked like Hangman Page almost broke his neck going through the table. It, it was yep. vicious. Yeah, and the boot mattered. I forget why. Uh, it was part of the, the gimmick or the phone yeah. was what it was. Well, the the shoe had been talking to Hangman Page. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's it. It was that's something true. with that. Anyway, it was yeah. fun. Then, it, it was fun, but I don't know. I I liked where uh, I liked the anticipation of Janela setting up that barbed wire table. It, give it what it is. I I am with you on. He, he, oh, he's stuck in that barbed wire. No, he's not fucking stuck in it. He's just yeah. He 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 can he can damn near step out of it. We can all see it. Don't try to make it what it's not. But I did like the anticipation of him setting that up on the outside, and then you know. I mean, Dean, or, or I'm sorry, Moxley, had already gone through. Uh, he'd already gone through one of them. You, know, you knew that he was setting that up for himself. But it was the anticipation right. of seeing how is it going to happen? What's going to happen for him to fall on it? And I, I thought it worked. I, Ambrose just threw him out of the damn ring. like a looked like an F5 or something damn near. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. good. And then the, the post-match stuff with Omega <clears> – <throat> Building up it. the Moxley match. Did yeah. You, you needed something line. to start building. You need something to start building towards that all out show. And, uh, uh, it was good. It was, it was, it was violent. It, it was, uh, it, it brought a different side of Kenny Omega, uh, that I think needed to be shown that, you know, he's not going to take shit. You know, he might be a goofy guy who dresses up like a street fighter, but right. at the end of the day, you know, he's I, I, come I, out I we didn't, we didn't really talk about that. I didn't mind the Street Fighter stuff. I'm a big Street Fighter fan. I'm a big E Honda guy. Uh, oh, I've always, I, mean, I guess, it was perfect. The place, the the time and place was fucking money. I think it was great. Yeah, um, I guess I've always been in love with Japan and just didn't realize it because as a kid, my my Street Fighter was E Honda, and the sumo wrestler. And uh, man, I used to I used to kick Patrick's ass sometimes with that uh, with that E Honda. Like, you know, I, I had it. He had some moves, man. He had that judo throw. He had the, 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 the fast hands. He had the torpedo. Yep. Uh, yep. E Honda had a strong kick through the air, too. Like, if you threw that kick, if, if you had one of those people who like to jump all the time, you start jumping with E Honda, his fat ass gets up there, took people down. And, you know, just a side note, when we were in Japan, we played uh, Street Fighter, and, and the, the street continues. What? Yeah, the street continues, Matt. I, uh, the only game I could beat Patrick at is uh, the original Street Fighter with E Honda. And you continue to win that. that that's good to hear. Uh, they teased uh, what what could possibly happen uh, at the ne- at fight for the fallen between those two. So does Moxley interfere? Does somebody interfere in an actual match this time? I mean, that, that's what I would think to set up then all out, which we'll be at come Labor Day weekend. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Fight for the Fallen is the next one. Some of the matches that we know that are happening there, of course, it's Cody because he asked Dustin at the end of uh, Double or Nothing that he he said he didn't need a partner. He needed a brother, his older brother, uh, 18 years his senior. He needed him there. And sure enough, uh, that's going to happen where they take on the Young Bucks. That'll be interesting to see if they can put on a, a great match together and forgive me maybe you've seen the young bucks in a match with guys similar to going up against cody and dustin but uh, off the top of my head it just doesn't seem like their styles against each other are going to be where they could put on a a fantastic match 
I look forward to it. Uh, I, I hope that they step up to the challenge. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen the Young Bucks fight the Hardy Boys, it, it, you know, in the last five years. So old Hardy Boys, and uh, they were able to do it. But obviously, Cody nor Dustin are high flyers. So the ground game is going to be more important. And yeah, you know what? It, it's going to it's going to be interesting to see the Young Bucks going up against larger wrestlers and see uh, how it translates. I think it'll be just fine. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at the at the card as, as you were, and uh, so Hangman Page does have a singles match, but it's, it's against Kip Sabian, who I don't know a lot about. Um, so perhaps they could have a really good match. He's a British uh, professional like, wrestler. Yeah, uh, the Brits generally are good wrestlers. Yep, uh, he's got himself the IPW UK World Championship. Uh, he's in the world of sport wrestling, which I right. think. Is that that's the one from uh, Paige's family? No, maybe not. Yeah, it's I, I believe it is British, but I I don't think it is. Uh, but you know he's a nine he's a nine year veteran of of no. the company, uh, of the business, and he's he's done a lot on the road, and uh, you know he's paid his dues. So you could potentially it could be it could potentially be a great match. But again, Adam Page has to have that great match. And I would assume Jericho is involved somehow in that match. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you on that. I mean, costing him the match, perhaps. Uh, so so they do, there's four total matches here. Al, uh, Omega and Sema. And uh, yeah, Randy two, Rose. Oh, go ahead. Two talented veterans who know how to wrestle. Um this this should be a good highlight match for Kenny Omega, and that's a good opponent for him. And uh, that that's going to be a fun match to watch. Sema, of course, is uh, 41 years old. Uh, yeah, no spring chicken. At this time. Uh, and then, is it Brandy Rhodes' first AEW match? I, I believe it Ooh, is. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Allen, uh, the, the Canadian wrestler, uh, Allie, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. That'll be an interesting thing to see. Um, of course it is for charity. It's for, uh, for our veterans, for, uh, for those who have passed. Uh, no, uh, the fight for the fall is, uh, gun, gun victims, local gun victims. Yeah, that's right. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. It's a good cause. I mean, it's sure. At the end of the day, wrestling's a business, and you know, part of being a business is being a good corporate citizen and doing charity. And uh, it's good that they're highlighting that early in their uh, in their run, and they're doing it locally. I think they're interested to see what Jacksonville draws, since it will be their home base. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm. I'm uh, again, I'm, the, name, the name has that feel. Am I wrong? Does it have a good like for Yeah, for fallen uh, soldiers. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, I just want to know. Ah, all right. Yeah. Anyway, um, th- th- that's why I, th- I thought that. So that's coming up on July 13th. I'll be darned. All right. All right. Well, that uh, that about does it. I don't know if you have anything left to say. I'm sitting in the dark in about 100-degree weather, waiting on eating a uh, – I have a little black cherry Italian ice in the fridge. I'm going to go for that uh, as soon as I can, Harry. 
Huh? Do you want to come over? Do you want to come by? Do you need air conditioning? What What's going on over there? Well, I have air conditioning in my in my uh, my my office, my home office, my right. television room, just the kitchen mm-hmm. area. I don't. The studio doesn't have air. It does. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna install it probably tomorrow. But as of right now, yeah, I'm suffering. And you just keep prolonging it, which I really appreciate. Like I, this is well. You know, you got you got anything else you want to offer or uh, chime in? Turn on a light if you got it. And uh, I don't know. Uh, That's about all that I have to say. I don't know, Coach Nagy. You got anything? Hmm. I'd like to thank Clark. Oh, there he is. Took him a minute. Hmm. Well, my friend, uh, thanks for doing a show. Some. Sometime we'll we'll do this again, perhaps next Monday. Well, I got I got one more thing to do here. All right, what do you have? What What do you have? It's not going to work. Never mind. No, nothing. No, and the well, Chicago nothing. Cubs win the World Series. I'd like to thank Clark. Yeah, old news. The Cubs. You were thanked a long time ago, and the Cubs are old news, man. I'd like to thank Clark. You know that. Enough okay. of that. Can, can we, let's get rid of that. What's All right, that? I, I just want to go through uh, my list. I have a list of uh, uh, about a thousand wrestling moves. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, okay. Body avalanche, One. finger splash, Dez press, Three. vertical press, Four. backhand chop, Five. cross chop, Six. spinning knee edge chop, Kasigari chop, Eight. Mongolian chop, Nine. overhead chop. Throat thrust. Eleven. Throat thrust. Twelve. Thumb to the throat. Thirteen. Clothesline. Fourteen. Cactus clothesline. Fifteen. Corner clothesline. Fifteen. Double clothesline. Seventeen. Leaping clothesline. Eighteen. Rebound clothesline. Short arm clothesline. Three point stance clothesline. Twenty one. Double axe handle. 22. Chop drop. 23. Elbow drop. 24. Corkscrew elbow drop. 25. Spinning headlock elbow drop. 26. Fist drop. 27. Forearm drop. 28. Headbutt drop. 29. Knee drop. 30. Clark's naggy drop. 31. Knee drop bulldog. 32. Leg drop. 33. Back elbow. 34. Corner elbow. 35. Discus elbow. 36. Bionic elbow. 37. Mounted elbow drop. Elbow smash. 39. All right. Good night, everybody. 40. Face watch. Boot lace eye ring. Double boot scrape, spinning boot scrape. Good night. Forearm, European uppercut, forearm chops, forearm club. I'd like to thank Clark.